This is the Lead Clear Podcast. Our goal is to provide clear topics, thoughts, and practical steps as a way to encourage and equip you in life and ministry. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Lead Clear Podcast. Man, I am excited today. I've got my boy, Michael Hunt on the phone with us. And uh, Michael is the youth pastor at First Christian Church in Dyersburg, Tennessee. I met Michael in 2011. I was serving at a church called Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee. And Michael was part of a program called Driggs, uh, which is was funded and, and, and produced by Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but asked uh, uh, Michael onto the podcast today. And man, this dude, he, he's kind of a, a jack of all trades. He is a Facebook live extraordinaire, which we'll talk about. Um, he just dropped an album, a rap album, hip hop album called No Apologies. It's on, uh, it's on Apple iTunes and it's also on Spotify and who knows where else. You could probably just pick it up for Michael if you wanted. Um, and uh, man, I, I'm just excited. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted Michael on the podcast today is because anytime you're around Michael, uh, you just feel joy coming out of him. And, and I think we'll learn a little bit about that joy today because uh, Michael's story is one of kind of the hard knock life at the beginning. And man, as he comes up, you can just see joy just radiating. And I just believe it's the joy of Christ radiating through him. So we're going to talk about that today. Michael, welcome to the Lead Clear Podcast, my man. Man, what's up, man? I'm so thankful to be here and excited. Um, and man, just looking forward to uh, today's episode. Yeah, man. Hey, as we get started, uh, I, there's this ongoing debate. We got to do this quickly. There's this ongoing debate between me and a few of the guys I've interviewed. In your opinion, and I'm completely judging you based on how you answer this, if I want to see this podcast, in the NBA, who is the GOAT? Oh, all-time GOAT? All-time. 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 That's easy. Michael Jordan. All-time. Continue this conversation. Caleb Jones and Scott Huff, that is for you guys. I love you guys. (laughs) Space Um, jail. You can't defeat it. That's right. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Michael, why don't you, just as we get started, man, would you just tell everybody – um, just a little bit about your story, your upbringing to the moment that, that you met Christ. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, grew up um, in the inner city in Jackson, Tennessee. That's about, man, 90 miles from Memphis, 70 miles from Memphis. And, uh, man, Jackson is kind of a city that's kind of divided. Um, you got the good side and then you got, you know, kind of the broken side. And um, that's where I grew up. I grew up um, in an area called East Jackson, a single parent home. Man, father went to prison when I was in first grade. Um, and he shot two guys in Ohio and he got locked up in Ohio. So I remember growing up in the inner city, um, and the only time that I ever left Tennessee, the only time I ever left the state was to go visit my dad in prison. My grandmother would take me to visit my dad. Uh, I got a strong mother, um, and she worked Monday through Friday at a factory and, um, and went to work and provided for us. Um, but she worked so much that I kind of missed out on a relationship with her as well. Um, missed that relationship with my dad because he was locked up. And so, uh, man, grew up with my, around my siblings and cousins. And, man, growing up in the culture I grew up in, man, heavily influenced with the hip-hop culture at that time, which uh, which glorified at that time, man, gang violence, um, drugs. And that, that's what was around me. And um, we didn't go to church growing up. Um, I, of course, I knew what a church was. Uh, church buildings were on every single um, block, every single corner. Um, grew up in the Bible Belt. So I knew what a church was. But uh, outside of that, I didn't know any details of Christ or any of that, a Bible or whatever. Didn't know anything about that stuff. And so, um, man, when I was 15 years old, I was initiated in the gang. And, man, following the same footsteps that my cousins and uh, my brother, man, that they lived. 
And I really thought that that was life. Um, I actually, growing up, one of my favorite TV shows to watch growing up was uh, Full House. And I thought that uh, watching that, I, I thought that like that was that couldn't happen. I thought you couldn't really have a family like that. Like those people would sit around the table and have dinner together and solve family problems. I thought that that was like a fantasy. I didn't think that could really happen. And so when I was 15, I saw my first drive by. And uh, I remember I wasn't saved yet, but I remember standing um, on my street and I was thinking to myself, like, this can't be life. Like, is this all that life is about? And if it is, then there really isn't a God. If this is life, um, it really ain't a God. Because I see church people go to church all the time, but they never stop and talk to me. And um, so back then, I thought that people who went to church or did the God thing, that they were good people. And then that meant that I was a bad person. But of course, now that I know Christ, it's not that. It's that I was dead. They were alive. And so it's not about bad people becoming good. It's about dead people becoming alive. But I didn't know that at the time. So 15, initiated in the game, and I lived that life for two years, all in. And um, man, somebody just kept inviting me to church. I kept denying it. They kept inviting me. And I finally just went so they would stop asking me. And uh, I remember going, and uh, as soon as I walked into church, uh, I walked. I looked to the right, and it was a table full of chicken wings. And I was like, <laughs> bro, I'm in the right place. Like, I'm in the right spot. <laughs> right? Like, what? I've been missing out on this the whole time. And, uh, man, that night, uh, man, Jesus saved me that night. Mm, uh, come on. And then right after that, two organizations, man, uh, Young Life, yep. and then also the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, people who led those ministries, along with the guy that led me to Christ, Andre Johnson, man my life was changed. Like they literally came in my neighborhood, took me out my neighborhood and I was doing life with them. With previous months as an 11th grader, I was going to college house parties, like living that life. Hmm. Then I get saved and now college students who are a part of Young Life and Fellowship of Christian Athletes are taking me out of my neighborhood now and I'm going to like Bible studies and like everything literally changed Hmm. and it has not been the same since. And um, I got to go through that, um, through that program with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and John Powell, man, discipled me and, man, 2011 changed the game. And even when I went through that program, my original intent, my plan was to go work for FCA. Like, I was going to be a Fellowship of Christian Athletes guy. And um, you telling me that. Yeah, and they were training us us up to do that. And so that was going to be my plan. But then I met you that same year and I got to hang out with you for like a year. (laughs) And, uh, man, you let me stay at your house and eat your food and, man, just let me tag along. And, uh, man, really that year, 2011, 2012, um, really seeing how you did life with the kids from Trinity and the kids from USJ, man, it really changed my perspective. And I was like, you know what, man, I want to be a youth pastor. And I ended up getting my first youth pastor job in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, I appreciate you sharing all that, man. Um, has, is your dad still alive? Is he still in prison? Yeah. No, he's out, but he's alive. Um, he lives in um, he actually lives up north in Pennsylvania. And um, another crazy thing about that, he's Muslim. He's not even Christian. Yeah. So when I ended up giving my life to Christ, I wanted to reconcile that relationship with him. And originally, like he wanted nothing to do with me because he believes like Jesus is just a teacher. He doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so, man, man, we had to walk that stuff out. And now we get to talk like twice a week. Like, yeah. man, he he respects my walk now. Yeah. That's good, man. I respect your walk too, bro. Like, oh, bro, come on. Seeing you live life and uh, watching you from 2011 
2020, as weird as 2020 has been, um, you're one of the bright spots to me. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast and because you're my friend and, and it's not false humility, like Michael, for real, like I, I'm looking for the bright spots in the evangelical world, right? The, the people who are serving as believers. And um, I, I love when your Facebook pops up um, that you're live. Like, Hey, for anybody that listens to this, you need to go search Michael Hunt, add him as a friend. Like y'all two days ago, he was dressed up as some grandma, cooking <laughs> some ribs. I don't even know what happened. I don't know if the quarantine life has done my brother in the night before that he was making some kind of quarantine, like a quarantine Kool-Aid type thing. And it was the craziest concoction of stuff like mountain dive, mountain deer, mountain deer freezes ice cubes. Like Michael, you, you bring so much joy to, to me personally from a distance. And I know we're separated from by a long distance right now. Um, and you bring so much joy to me and just watching the comments, like, I knew as I students, I started watching, I was like, this is a guy that I want to get on this podcast because joy uh, provides clarity. Like whenever yeah. there's a true joy within you, there, there's a clarity that happens within you as well. And so, man, as you, as you just navigate life, like you're, you're a, I mean, you're a black man, you know, mm-hmm. single, uh, you know, you're in a predominantly white area, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Pre- predominantly white church. Um, you, uh, had this really the deck stacked against you from birth, really growing up in the east side of Jackson mm. to, to seeing you now thrive and to see you like joy come out of you, man, I need you to dig down to like the depths of your well and just say, this is where my joy comes from. Cause like, I think we can all learn from you in this moment. So man, just throw it out there on us. Yeah, man. Joy, man. Where does joy come from? Man, I want to start out with man, where I came from actually. Um, you know, man, growing up in that situation, that was super broken. Man, I grew up in a house, though, that had a lot of music. And even though we didn't always have everything, man, my mom, man, she woke up every day with joy going to work at a hard factory and providing, man. And, like, my mom killed it. And I always seen her as a kid. Like, I saw her have joy. I saw her never complain one time, you know, even though my dad walked out and he did his own thing. Man, I never saw my mom – I never seen my mom be weak. You know, I know, man, it had to be many nights in her bedroom where, man, she cried and things like that, but I never saw that. Man, I always saw her have joy no matter what. And even though we didn't grow up in church, man, one of the one of the first ways that I saw what true, man, I guess, responsibility and true joy, man, came from my mom. Man, the second thing is, man, I realized what I need to abide in. And, man, God showed this to me so clearly. Um, John 15 talks about how we should abide in Christ. And when we abide in Christ, we bear much fruit. Man, I went through a season of my life, man, where Jesus showed me clearly, man, I was abiding in my fruit. Hmm. Like ministry was awesome and ministry was really, really good. And it was going awesome. But I thought that's where my rest and my joy came from ultimately. And, uh, man, God just showed me clearly, like, I'm not called to abide in my fruit. That's good. I'm called to abide in him and him alone. And, uh, man, so when I, when I, you talk about, man, digging deep down, man, I look back where I came from. Mm-hmm. I'm not even supposed to be working at a church. That's right. You know, I'm not even supposed to be on podcasts talking about Jesus. But you talk about the deck stacked against you. Like I went, I know for sure, man, nine of my friends that I grew up with, man, have been murdered. And I was living that same life. And I, and I can't answer the question why, 
but Jesus decided to save me out of that. You know, sometimes I look back on that and I say, man, I was just as worse as those guys as far as like how we were living. Right. Jesus, why did you why did you rescue me? And um, man, I can't sit around and try to debate that because then I start feeling guilty because I introduced a lot of those guys to that type of lifestyle, man. But Jesus rescued me. And um, man, I've had to, you know, I'm 29 years old, but it's been so many funerals I had to go to that some of my closest friends were murdered. Man, I got so much to be thankful for. Right. Man, I got so much, man, to be excited for. Man, I wake up every day and I work at a church. I wake up every day and I get to share the gospel. I get to, you know, before, you know, the coronavirus, man, I get to go to school campuses and do life with students. This ain't supposed to be happening. Right. You know, my, my biological family, it's still hard for them to comprehend the type of life that I live and the people that I live it with. You know, it's just hard because they know where I come from. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing, man. But just know that uh, I see it um, mm. and I'm encouraged by it. That no joke, the other night, um, my family sat down in the living room when you were cooking ribs and, and we've got our Apple TV set up on our, on our family TV. And we literally watched on the big screen <laughs> in our living room. Wow. Um, but then like the night before that, you know, you, you broke off and like, man, you just start sharing the gospel right in the middle of it. And it's just like, I just want to tell you from uh, somebody who I feel like I mentored you some, you're mentoring me from a distance. Enjoy life, share the gospel. Like enjoy, enjoy today, share the gospel today. So um, man, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Michael, I, I, I do believe you're a leader. I mean, you are obviously you work at a church, but just cause you have a, a title doesn't mean you're a leader, right? I mean, titles are titles. I can make up one and put it on my name and that doesn't make me a better leader. Um, but I see you leading in different avenues. I mean, I see you leading all over the place. And I know that you, like none of us just become leaders just by accident, right? People have poured in our lives. People have spoken into us. We've learned through our failures, you know, how to be a better leader tomorrow. And man, who are some people, who are some people that have invested into you, um, have taught you leadership, um, and what are some of the things you've held on to? Like, man, this is, I hold it, I call it closed fisted. Like there's a lot of things in my life, man, we can talk about it, debate it and I can change, but there are some things that I hold on. There's no way I'm going to change. Right. Like no. mine is, mine is protection of integrity. Mm. Like you're not going to make me compromise my integrity. I don't care who you are. You know, that. No. and so man, who are some people that have invested in your life? Um, maybe what did, what did they teach you? And what, what is one or two of those things you're like, you're going to hold on to? Oh yeah, for sure. Man, um, for me, man, it's automatically uh, three guys that I always, even when I share my story, when I travel and I get to share uh, my story, man, it's three people. And um, you actually one of them, dude, like, and I share this in my story all the time. But man, Andre Johnson, man, that's the guy that um, shared the gospel to me. And um, Jesus saved me and he gave me my first job. Um, John Powell, man, that's the guy that discipled me. That's the guy that, man, He's a everything changed. Everything just changed when I met him. And um, through meeting him, I met you. And, man, it kind of showed me my purpose uh, when I was walking with you. Like, wow, I want to do life, and I want to do life. Um, and I guess the one word uh, with the three of you guys is life that I've seen because all three of you are not just, you know, man, agents of change and pastors who are changing this world. Man, I always looked at y'all in this light, faithful husbands and faithful fathers. And that one word, man, faithful. 
man, faithful to the um, to the calling God's given you, um, whether that's a John Powell who was once a pastor, but now he's chaplain at a university or TJ who was killing it as a youth pastor. And now he's with Mission of Hope or Pastor Andre, man, who was leading a small congregation at one time. And now he's leading a large congregation as their church continues to grow. Man, I just looked at I look at that one word being faithful. Because you can be talented. You can have different giftings and different skill sets. But um, if you're not faithful, then, man, all that other stuff is going to pass away. You know, I could be the most talented guy on earth. But if I'm not faithful to walk in life with these students, because that's what they really want. Man, um, here in our our student ministry, this is the um, this is our I guess our phrase or our statement. We exist to awaken the next generation to Jesus. Existing to awaken the next generation doesn't happen with talent alone. It doesn't happen with a skill set alone. Man, these students are in such a time in life where everything's inconsistent. The one thing that they're craving is for some consistency. And if I'm going to share Jesus, that I say it's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then the person that's sharing that with them should have some faithfulness and some consistency in his life as well. Man, the best relationships get built Not because, man, I love the way he presented that word and how he spoke. No, man, you do life with me consistently. TJ, you were that for me for a whole year. Like, man, I remember, man, going to Driggs and then going to the little jobs that we did after that. Then I was hanging out with you all day. Like, the consistent leaders who were in my life, that's what I don't. As much as I love sharing the word of God, as much as I love preaching, as much as I love hearing the word of God, what I remember most about the mentors in my life are not the messages that they preach from stage, yep. but what we did when they were off the stage, yep. how we just lived life. Yeah, that's the same for me, man. I mean, those people that have invested in my life over time, like, I mean, there's there's a few from the stage. I'm like, all right, that dude's got it, right? No. Yeah. But whenever he remembered my name when I saw him, I was like, come on with that. You know, yep. um, man, I, I'm honored you'd mention me. You, you, uh, you just keep pressing in, bro. Like, man, you keep being faithful, keep, keep being joyful, keep, you know, bring a joy and smile, especially during this time. Like, man, you keep on those Facebook lives and, um, cause there's a part of faithfulness, even in the, like, even in smiling, right. Because mm. it's, it's wow. defining your why and why am I faithful? Cause I have the joy of Christ in me. Why am I faithful to my wife because God blessed me with a wife. Why am I faithful to be a good dad? Cause God has in, you know, like entrusted me with their care and to stewardship my time and influence over them. Um, I heard a speaker once we were talking side stage and he said, he said, what a shame it would be that if everybody on the stage thought I was a rock star and everybody in my home thought I was a bum. And I was like, yup. Yeah. That's so true. Because wow. like, I mean, guys that have personalities that, you mean, like you, you know, you've got an outgoing personality and man, I love to preach and I I love to stand on stages. Um, It's really easy for us to flip the switch and to begin to really be more faithful to the spotlight than we are even to the Lord. Right. So that's real, man. Just, just keep pressing in on the Lord and you keep being faithful to serving others because you're wise to find. Right. So, you know, the whole idea behind this podcast is, Man, I, in that the title is lead clear because I want people to have a clarity in their thought. You know, just each time a podcast drops, I want to give them like here's a little nugget for you to take home. It's that take home piece. You know, of you know what what would you say? How would you encourage the people to listen to this, Michael, to to continue to push forward or 
maybe in the midst of chaos right now because maybe they just lost their job or maybe they've got their kids at home and trying to learn how to teach them <laughs> because school are all closed. Like what is that thing that you would say, Hey, TJ, man, I, everybody listen to this. I want to tell them this. What, what would that be, Michael? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we are living in a chaotic time and a different time. And we live in a very different time, a time we've never lived in before. And so for me personally, man, uh, man, I had been struggling in the last couple of weeks because right before everything kind of started getting put on lockdown, we had just did like a D now uh, with us with the students. And it was amazing. It was big. It was awesome. And we felt like, man, this thing's going to have a whole lot of momentum. Man, the youth group going to go to another level. Like, man, we just keep going from one high to another. And, um, you know, then, you know, the core team talk started happening. Everybody had to go home and then church got, you know, as far as showing up to a building, you know, that wasn't happening anymore. We had to switch everything to online. And so, like, even for me in my life, um, man, that started, I started hurting because I'm an extrovert. I'm out there. I love being with people. And I was like, what in the world? And um, And one thing that Jesus showed me through that, which he also shows me whenever, you know, hardships happen with leading and being a leader. Man, fix your eyes back on him. Man, wherever you're at, whoever's listening to this right now, man, a parent, man, maybe um, you're struggling in your marriage. Uh, man, maybe you you are leading and you're struggling right now. Man, refocus. Yeah. Man, just refocus and fix your eyes back on him. Man, that's where the joy come from. That's right. Man, that's where the reassurance come from. You know, um, so many times while I, when I am stressing out as a leader, when I am stressing out as a person, is because not only has, has my has my focus got off, but when I'm not fixing my eyes on Jesus, the things I begin to fix my eyes on, man, they're really not goal-oriented in what he wants. I get to thinking of, I put my eyes on myself. One thing he's been showing me so much, take my eyes off of myself. Take my eyes off of my own strength. Take my eyes off of my own capabilities. Take my eyes off of my own creativity. Man, put it on him. Man, he's going to keep giving me new things. Man, it's going to continue to be adventure. It's going to continue to be resting in him, not resting in my leadership, right? I don't rest in my leadership to bear fruit. I don't rest in my skill set to bear fruit. Man, fix it on him. Man, he's going to bring me a strength that I never even knew existed. And man, that's what keeps me going. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I mean, it's Colossians three, I think two and three coming right out in front of us. You know, it says, seek the things that are above where Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father. But then like Paul keeps going, he said, he doesn't say just seek. Then he says, set your mind on Mm -hmm. the things, you know, it's like, man, those moments that, that we see Jesus interacting in our life, which he, he constantly is, but those moments we have that, Oh, that was, that was the Holy spirit speaking to me. Yep. You know, set your mind there that way, whenever those moments of like uncertainty and, and doubt and fear and anxiety creep in, you have that moment, like right there. I knew Jesus spoke to me there, you know, man, that that's a word, bro. That's a word. Now, Michael, you know, I didn't tell you this beforehand, you know, I ain't gonna let you get off here without you at least throwing down some like little snippet of rap or something. Oh man! (laughs) Like you're just going to have to give it to us. And, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but Just tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Ready. Hit it. All right. We're ready. Go. All right. 
They ask me why I live for Jesus, and this is what I say. It's more than wordplay. It is actually what I pray. They put him on the cross. They accuse him, abuse him, excuse him, the greatest ever. That's how I view him. Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's what I mean. The Spirit of adoption. I have been redeemed, cried, Abba, Father. Romans 8, verse 15, I live for the Lord through prayer, not no dream. And he the one who present even when I'm 14. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, thanks for being on the podcast today, man. It, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. And dude, um, I'm just looking forward to uh, man, hearing more of uh, man, everything that's going to happen with this podcast and man, the episodes to come. TJ, thank you, uh, man, impacting my life and kind of changing the path that, that I was on, man. Uh, being a youth pastor for the last eight years has been a, a journey full of just adventure after adventure. And, uh, man, I started doing life with you. That's how it all started, man. I appreciate it, bro. I love you, man. For sure. Love you, bro. And uh, I'll be tuning in to your Facebook, all right? (laughs) For sure. Michael, thanks for being on the Lee Clear Podcast today. And, uh, brother, I can't wait to probably have you back on again soon, all right? Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. We hope you are encouraged and equipped. For more information, resources, or to connect with TJ, go to tjgillum.com. We would really appreciate for you to rate and review the Lead Clear podcast and recommend to your friends. 